This is Tommy Peeler, and thank you for listening to our podcast, Carefully Examining the Text. Today, we want to look at Psalm 28. Psalm 28, and let's first of all read these words from the New American Standard Bible. To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Do not be deaf to me. For if you are silent to me, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you for help. When I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary, do not drag me away with the wicked and with those who work iniquity, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Requite them according to their work and according to the evil of their practices. Requite them according to the deeds of their hands. Repay them their recompense, because they do not regard the works of the Lord nor the deeds of His hands. He will tear them down and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because He has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart exalts, and with my song I shall thank Him. The Lord is their strength, and He is a saving defense to His anointed. Save your people, and bless your inheritance, and be their shepherd, and carry them forever. It's difficult to classify Psalm 28. Personally, I think it's difficult to classify most of the Psalms. But the note of lament is strong in verses 1 through 5. And praise and thanksgiving is strong in verses 6 through 9. There are correspondences between these parts of the psalm. For example, in verse 2, he says, Hear the voice of my supplication. But in verse 6, he praises God because he has heard the voice of my supplication. And so there are connections and links between the psalm. But he says, To you, O Lord, I call, and he describes God in verse 1 as my rock. Now in verse, in Psalm 27, verse 5, the writer had emphasized, lift me up on a rock. The rock is the place where the Lord gives him shelter. But here in Psalm 28, verse 1, as is typical in many Psalms, the Lord himself is our rock. He is our stronghold. My rock, do not be deaf, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. He begs God, do not be deaf to my cry, and do not be silent. Respond. It is interesting that when the prophets of Baal jumped about the altar and cut themselves, it is specified that Baal did not hear nor answer. Is the Lord Yahweh like Baal? Is the Lord unable to answer our cries? O Lord, do not be deaf and do not be silent. Speak, please 
answer my situation. And he views his situation as urgent because he states in verse 1, I will be like those who go down to the pit. In Psalm 30, verse 3, he thanks God for rescuing him from the pit. The pit is destruction. The pit is death. I will be like those who go down to the pit unless, O oh God, you, urge, you intervene quickly. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry for help, when I lift up my hand toward your sanctuary. Lifting up hands was often the posture of prayer in Exodus 9, verse 29. That is stated in several of the Psalms as well. You see it in Psalm 63, verse 4, in Psalm 134, and verse 2. To lift up hands to God that are holy. First Timothy 2 and verse 8 says, But when I lift up my hands to the sanctuary, do not drag me away. Do not drag me away with the wicked. Don't drag me away with those who are wicked, with those who work iniquity. Now, this word work that's used here in verse 3 is going to be used again in verse 4. Requite them according to their work. In verse 3, they work sin, they work evil, they work iniquity. In verse 4, repay them according to their work. And in verse 5, they do not regard the work of the Lord. They do not regard the work of the Lord. Because they are blind to his work, therefore the work of their hands is evil. And because of this, God will reward them according to their work. It's the same word for work in each of those instances. The Bible tells us, the Bible begs God, please take vengeance on them. Please repay them in verse 4 according to their work and according to the evil of their practices. Requite them according to the deeds of their hands and recompense, repay their recompense. Each of these verses begs God to simply give them what they deserve and what they have done to others. Verse 3 tells us they spoke peace in their heart, but in their heart they spoke peace with their mouths, but in their hearts they are planning evil against their neighbor. And verse 4 simply begs God, repay them according to what they have done. Repay them according to what they have done others. Verse 4 isn't a prayer Asking God, God, let me take vengeance. Verse 4 is a prayer to omniscient God. God, you know everything. You know this, and you are a God of justice, and you see their evil, and you see their wickedness. And Lord, I'm leaving it to you, but I'm begging you, take mercy on us and repay them according to their evil way. It is leaving it in God's hand to do with it what he thinks is best. 
And the text says, they do not regard the work of God's hands. And in verse 5, he is confident that God will tear them down and not build them up. In Malachi 1, in verses 2 through 4, God talks about how Edom may rebuild, but I will tear it down, says God. And God will tear down the deeds of the hands of the wicked. And verse 6 begins a note of thanksgiving or praise. As the psalm says, Blessed be the Lord, because he's heard the voice of my supplication. Verse 2, as we've already pointed out, he begs God to hear the voice of his supplication. But here in verse 6, he says, The Lord has heard the voice of my supplication. And he praises God, the God who is described in verse 1 as my rock. And now in verse 7, he is my strength and my shield. The Lord is a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head, Psalm 3 told us. And here the Lord is my strength and my shield. Once again in verse 8, the Lord will is said to be their strength, the strength of his people. But the Lord is my strength. Strength is associated with God's power, with God's sovereignty. He is our shield. He is our protection. The Lord is my strength and my shield. And it says, my heart trusts in him when I and I am helped, therefore my heart exalts, and my, with my song I thank him. In verse 8, the Lord is their strength. Notice, it seems like this is a collective prayer. The Lord is their strength, the strength of his people. He's the saving defense of his anointed. Now, both of these words, saving, defense, are used together. They're used in the Bible elsewhere, many places. But this is the only place that these two words are put together like this. In verse 9, save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them also. Be their shepherd. The Psalms don't speak of the Lord as shepherd as often as you might think. We are very familiar with Psalm 23. We are familiar with Psalm 80, verse 1, that speak of the Lord as shepherd. But here is the only other place that I think of offhand where the Lord is specifically said to be the shepherd of his people. Be there shepherd. And one of the things a shepherd did was to carry his sheep when they were tired and weary and they could travel no further. The shepherd carried the sheep and took them in his arms and did so. You see that in Isaiah 40 in verse 11. And that's exactly what happens in Psalm 28 and verse 9. Be their shepherd and carry them also. It is the Lord who is carrying us and holding us up. He is our rock. He is our shield. He is our strength. And it's the Lord who carries his people. By the way, the word carry in verse 9 
is the same word in verse 2, which is translated lift up. In verse 2, David said, I lift up my hands to you. It's David lifting up his hands to God. But in verse 9, it's the word carry, is that same word lift up. Now it's God carrying his people. In verse 2, David is lifting up his hands to God. But in verse 9, God is lifting up or carrying his people. God carries us as a father does his son. Deuteronomy 1 and verse 31. He begs God, do not drag me away with those who are wicked. But instead of God dragging him away, he wants God to carry him and hold him up. Also notice the word bless is used both in verse 6 and in verse 9. In verse 6, it is a blessing or praise toward God. Blessed be the Lord. In verse 9, it is a prayer that God bless his people. Much could be said about Psalm 28. And much is worthy of attention here. How does Psalm 28 relate to Jesus? Well, just beginning in verse 1, To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Jesus is identified as the rock. In 1 Peter 1, verses 2, 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 2, verses 4 through 10. 1 Peter 2, verses 4 through 10. A host of passages from the Old Testament that use the word rock are tied together and applied to Jesus. He is the rock which the builders rejected, but has been made the chief cornerstone. And the one who places his hope in this rock will not be disappointed. Jesus is the rock. In Romans 9 verses 32 and 33, you see the same kind of emphasis. And everyone who listens to his teaching and does what he says builds his house on a rock. In Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, Jesus is our rock. To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Do not be deaf to me. But notice in verse 3 of Psalm 28, the psalmist fears and dreads being dragged away with the wicked and begs God that this not happen to him. But that happened to Jesus. There was none more innocent than he was, and yet he was dragged away with the wicked and crucified between two criminals, Matthew 27 and verse 38. The text continues in verse 4, requite them according to their works and according to the evil of their practices. Lord willing, we'll talk about psalms that call down curses upon enemies more extensively when we get to Psalm 35, which deals with the subject in detail. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the prayer of Psalm 28, verse 4, but I will say that wasn't Jesus' prayer. For Jesus on the cross prayed, Father, forgive them, 
for they don't know what they're doing. Luke 23 in verse 34. In verse 6, the Bible says, The Lord has heard the voice of my supplication. And Jesus offered prayer with strong crying and tears in Hebrews 5 and verse 7. And the Lord answered, and the Lord heard his call. And just as verse 8 or verse 9 says, Be their shepherd and carry them, Jesus is the good shepherd who carries his sheep. John 10, verses 1 through 18. Oh, Jesus is the fulfillment of this psalm. Jesus is the fulfillment of Psalm 28. This psalm is worthy of our attention. Thank you for listening. And I hope our podcast simply serve to spur you to a deeper and careful, more careful examination of the text. May the Lord bless you.